you know, it's more of a party atmosphere. <laughs> this is like, I mean, his girl made him like shawarma dinner and you know, <laughs> like, there's cookies and fucking cupcakes on the table. It's a... <laughs> they recall this thing. <laughs> Can't take his arm anyway. And you know what? You need the other thing on there. <laughs> yeah. Great, great job, Azam. With that, let's start it. <laughs> just got done. Just got done complimenting my place, and then just starts destroying things. I don't know if it was much of a compliment, but Rexis, yeah. you have at least like <laughs> five or six succulents within view right here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, it's called a succulent, Azam. That's what I said. It's a scantily clad succulent. <laughs> clad. All right, Past right. participle of clothes. Here we go. Let's pop them. Cheers to a sober January. What'd you call it, Doug? Uh, dry, dry January. Dry January. January, January. When are we doing the next podcast? No juice after January. January. Probably after the break. This will right? be our holidays podcast. This is the holiday edition. Let me grab the Santa hat. Do it. You ha- you brought a Santa hat? Oh. I was about to be really weirded out uh, if you just go everywhere with a Santa hat. <laughs> you know, I had a Santa hat and got stolen one time. Azam's like, oh, this is a perfect time. Pulls a Santa hat out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really fit. I'm just going to keep it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's festive enough. Wow, man. Dude. Favorite holiday of the year. Azam, stop wrecking stuff, man. Cassie, look. This guy had one sip of beer. Cassie, look. <laughs> this is why we need to record it. Doug, I hope you're getting something over the break. A yeah, camera or cool. something. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 42 of the Original Thoughts Podcast with the Noisy Boys. Let's get a couple drops on the way here. Baby, I'm just trying to let my head down. Baby, I'm just trying to let my head down. Everybody knows who that is. That's my boy Azam sitting straight across from me at the table. And to my right, we got Doug. She had everything except a wiener. Wow, Doug. She had everything. <laughs> except a wiener. Doug didn't wait for his drop. He just had to drop that in there real quick. This is dick kill for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What Here was you the go. context? Dude, I just caught a plug and his phone was unplugged. I was looking at Doug like, Dude! <laughs> what was the context of she had everything except a winner? You were talking about some girl you were dating at the time. I think it was your first date with Amelia. You came back. <laughs> she had everything except a winner. Yeah, that fits. Oh, man. And then you know who it is after uh, celebrating our gr- my great job on the last Cass podcast. Broke. Cassidy was doing a really great job. Boom. I'm really trying Did to get Casbrook to take off. I got uh, Joe Button to make that drop myself, you know. I uh, didn't even have to pay for it, so... What did you, you have to do to then to me? get it? Don't worry about it. I know people <laughs> in high places, man. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> all right, all right, all Sounds right. Sounds to me like a... How's everybody <laughs> feeling? What are we drinking on right now? Um, We are drinking Avery Brewing out of Boulder, Colorado. It's the Hazy-ish IPA. Hazy-ish? Hazy-ish. IPA. Juicy and hazy. India Pale Ale. <laughs> 7% alcohol. Um... Inspired expressive abstract. I'm sorry, I thought that was a uh, t- tasting notes. Nope. No, uh, just buzzwords. 
So just it's apparently words. brewed with a Rocky Mountain water. Same thing as Coors Light. So these guys are very similar. You know it wasn't Rocky Mountain water, though. It probably was. It was probably like a... Uh, Rocky Mountain sewage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just love the... They Cold love... as the Rockies. All right. What do you guys think? I think it's pretty good. Good. It, it tastes, does, it, does it taste juicy? It tastes citrusy to me, at it does. least. Yeah. It's those Simcoe hops. Yeah, what exactly does juicy mean? It's it's a liquid? I think the, the citrus notes, maybe. So it's just really yeah. no fruit? It, it tastes it's a little... It's like when you bite into a, a juicy lime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of face do you make, Doug, when you bite into why. a juicy lime? I don't know why you looked at me like that when you said that, but... <laughs> that'd be like eating some food and be like, oh, man, that's... That's go ahead. <laughs> that's, no, that's what. That's what. I don't know. It's whatever would be the yeah. juicy version for food. It'd be like, oh, that's Some solid. That's delectable. That's chewy. Was one of was really funny. Is one of my coworkers I found out can't taste sour. What? Oh yeah. Like literally, we'll eat sour patch kids are just sweet. Yeah, sour patch kids just like he just tastes like the sugar on them, but he, they're just sweet. Can't taste sour when he bites into a lemon. It says mouth just waters more. But like he doesn't get the effects. Like I'm thinking about biting to a lemon right now. Like my my face is scrunching up. Like my I can feel like the kind of the sour taste buds in the back of my mm. you know tongue activating. Like wow. he doesn't taste. He doesn't if he experience were any if he that. were born in the caveman times, he'd be dead. Yeah. Why? Right. Because isn't sour like it? It signifies that the fruit or whatever you're eating is poisonous. No. What? No, I don't think so. Well, lemons aren't poisonous. Well, like, isn't that like a, isn't that like a like a biological um, like adaptation? Is that you like you you I th- I judge think... something's poisonous by the by the flavor that you get? So wouldn't... I would argue that if something is sour, that means that it is safe to eat because huh? well, yeah, because it, it like is well, why, why would it be safe to eat? So I would think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it would be because it's it's spoiled it, because it's acidic. Well, you know that you know it isn't, hasn't spoiled. Because no, but if you acidic. bite into a sour, like a very sour orange, you're going to be like, this is bad. Right? I don't know. We have to do some more research on that. <laughs> Get back to that. <laughs> speaking, speaking of oranges, um, have you guys ever heard of a shower beer? <laughs> yeah, shower I, beer. I can't shower wait beer. to please, Yeah, please. Where are you going with this? Wait, segment? how did that how did, yeah, how did you get where to that from orange? <laughs> so, everyone knows what a shower beer is. There is actually also a subreddit where it's like people do a shower orange. What? They'll take an, uh, an orange unpeeled into the shower, and then they post a picture of them like eating it like a you know savage caveman. <laughs> Apparently, like, the combination of the, the hot water and it amplifies the smell of the orange, and it's just like a very like I've never actually done it myself. We need to film this. The internet's for a weird place. The Instagram and Twitter. We Original make, thoughts. Instagram let's and Twitter. Make, let's make this the next um, bet, maybe. The next bet. Yeah, for the. Uh, uh, that's not too bad though. I'm thinking the next bet, uh, the, whoever loses has to put their photo on our roast me on Reddit. Oh, damn. <laughs> How come you're never part of the bet, though? Yeah, well, yeah say, you yeah. guys should MC. you know? I got a lot of pressure right on me over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, so much pressure. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, yeah, well, how do we, the orange. next bet, we should somehow involve Cassidy. Uh, we'll have to think of a way to do okay, it. Okay, so we'll just, we'll just, I know what we can do. What I we know can the do account. For the I'm going to put bet. a picture of him and roast me. So I can do... <laughs> no. So what I can do is choose who I think is going to win, and then I, I side with that person. Okay. And then if they lose, I have to do it too. Okay, that's fair. If they win, then I get to make fun of the other person as well. That's all right. Kind of fair. And as long, tonight, as long as, as long tonight as is the episode that decides. That's right. Who 
loses the bet and has to do the five minutes of stand-up. What we agreed upon, Azam and I, is that we're both going to do two and a half minutes. Is that what we agreed upon? <laughs> no, we didn't, but I'd like that to be <laughs> the agreement. We talked about how maybe one person might open for the other one. No, Cass is supposed to open. <clears throat> yeah, I'll open. And then the okay. other person. I, I might not have anything nice to say about you, though. I don't know if you want me opening. That's okay, as long as it gets the crowd laughing. Yeah. I'd rather, you, <laughs> I think you'd rather probably the crowd be against you. Crappy against him. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize in advance. Oh, man. All right. So <laughs> we dog. had. You know he's boring. <laughs> so we had our live podcast last episode. And if you're listening, you haven't got a chance to listen to live podcast, check it out. It was a beautiful train wreck. Uh, I know you guys listened. What, what were some of your thoughts from it? What do you think? Oh, I, what were our thoughts? Yeah, your thoughts. Your I thoughts. was when we cracked when we cracked the beer and I, like tonight. It made me think about when we yeah. all got around the one mic and cracked. That was them. pretty dope. It was nice. Yeah, it was I really like cool. That, cause it, it sounded like there's about thirty cracks and there's mm-hmm. only about eight people cracking. But that, I think that was I think cool. we learned a lot of things from from that first time doing it. I think we found out that we need to like somehow put ourselves in the middle of everybody. Because yeah. we kind of had everybody in another room. Yeah, we tried to um, do it like a show style, where like we sat here and we're trying to be like the main focus of the the show. But knowing our friends, that didn't work out too well because then everybody started having not even conversations. But yeah, I think like setting us in the middle and then just people can like fire off questions maybe as we go. It, it, well, as the night progress or the the show progressed, so people were migrating over here, getting more involved with speaking to the fourth mic and then just kind of being around the action because we were having some pretty good conversations because we made it almost we made it almost difficult because i mean obviously we're so used to this we sit in front of this right the mics and do it all the time i think for everybody else who don't typically do this they were like you know now they had to not only probably didn't really want to get in front of a mic and then they had to stand up walk over here like but had we been there in the middle of it i feel like it would have been a little bit more inviting to talk yeah. potentially yeah yeah but Having said that, everything that we like learned and that didn't really go well. What did go well? I think I asked people after the fact if they had fun. I think a lot, a lot yeah. of people had fun. I think they enjoyed themselves. Which for is sure. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was nice to kind of get a lot of people's different opinions and takes versus when we have just one guest and it's only one person's opinion. Yeah. It was uh, cool. I mean, it, I, was, it was even good not having people not even come up to the mic, just like talk to us. And then we could kind of relay their yeah. opinions mm-hmm. and statements yeah. and stuff. Because some people were a little mic the shy. Microphone. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, if they just talk to us and like we can re- you know, reiterate what they said mm-hmm. into the mic and have a discussion on it. In I remember real time. Towards the end, we we got into some topic that was just we'd gotten a little bit deeper into something, and I just remember looking around and everybody was around us. Then at that point, I could tell everyone's wheels were spinning. And yeah. Everyone was like thinking about like intently about what we were what like, what the conversation was, and I was like, okay, that that was cool. Yeah, I then it was like, okay, everyone's really into, you know, we were all in it at the same time, which I thought was cool. I should remember what topic we were on. So. I don't remember. I think it was the engagement ring. Oh, I maybe. think we were talking about that, and people uh, people got one. people got into that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, that that was, was cool, polarizing. though. Polarizing. We'll, 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 next time, we'll come up with some more, like, polarizing topics, yeah. Yeah. Where, and we'll take different sides. And- also key that we had a, a good mix, guy-to-girl ratio. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, oh, I mean, for the first time ever trying, I thought it was definitely successful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll try it again. We'll try it again in the new year. Um, so if you're listening and you want to come, we'll try it. We tried it with the Instagram live as well. I don't know what happened in the middle of Instagram live. It just cut off. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody call me. I don't know if that made any difference or not, but I think it Might have was live it. for about 40 minutes or so. And mm-hmm. then finally it cut. 
Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know what that was all about, I'll but fix that. Yeah, we'll we'll try some more experience. So I think it would be good for us just to try Instagram living or just a regular podcast mm-hmm. or put on live. Like YouTube has a live platform as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to look at like Twitch or like some other stuff, but it, it might be good to, for us to just live live stream it some other ways. Just try it out, see how see yeah. what people think. I think that'd be good, man. I think so too. Can't go wrong. Got to keep trying the new stuff. I think it's cool. Makes it more interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of new, I know Doug is really excited to watch <coughs> the new season of You. I, I season am really two excited. is dropping. So get. I thought season one was awesome, dude. Season, so it's it's about this guy who essentially stalks this girl mm-hmm. and social engineers her to be his girlfriend. Yeah, yep. like manipulates the entire manipulates situation. the entire situation and just like goes like off the rails real quick i don't want to like spoil it for anybody out there but you haven't seen it it's awesome and season two looks like he's moving to a totally new town to kind of get away from everything he's in like la or hollywood yeah la and changes his name i have a comedian who i really enjoyed him chris delia and he's in the new season i think he plays like a villain really Um, and he plays a a comedian in the in the uh in the the next season i I hope because you see this ex shows up and i hope uh the whole thing ends up where his ex was the first like manipulator, and he learned it all from her. Like oh, figured maybe. it all out, learned it all from her. Yeah, uh, that's that's. I how, think it's gonna be good. It comes out uh, the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. Yeah. So Dude, I'm pumped. I'm for definitely that, gonna man. watch that. Um, Azam, you sent us the Top Gun two trailer. <laughs> yeah, Maverick, and, uh, Maverick's back. It was funny because Miles Teller is playing Maverick's son, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they really dropped sure. the ball there. It could have been Ryan Gosling. Wait, well, Ryan Gosling is a little bit older, though. Yeah, but his last name means Baby Goose. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is that Doug and I, Doug and I saw and like briefly introduced ourselves we to, out. to Miles Teller when he was oh, at yeah. El Prez yeah. here in San Diego, and he he was rocking the mustache just like he has in the movie. So like, it's, he was definitely out here shooting. I, I would assume because I think the the, the original um, the original movie was filmed in San Diego, so I'm sure they were filming yeah. it out here again. Well, I um, know for I know for a fact maybe they Miramar, filmed, or something. Um, yeah, Miramar. They filmed up there on the base. I think they might have done a little bit of shooting in Coronado, yep, uh, North Island base, and then it looks like the kind of like the beach scene looks kind of like Black's Beach. Possible. Which would I, probably I, be a good shooting location because there's not a lot of people there. They could easily just, you know, mark it off and, and shoot some scenes up there. Just the naked old men. Yeah. Isn't Black <laughs> Beach the nude beach? It is yeah. the nude beach, but there's there's part of it that like a lot of people don't go to, you know. So I'm sure they could cut it off there. But I, I that'll be good. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll check it out, but I'll probably wait till it hits a streaming service because yeah, you know, that's, I'm not gonna see it. It's not a yeah. It's not a must see. Oh, but yeah. what is a must see for me is this new show called The Witcher. That's dropping on Netflix this Friday. Um, essentially, everybody's comparing it to Net- Game of Thrones, saying it's Netflix's Game of Thrones. Hmm. It's based off a video game, right? Uh, it's actually so it's based off a book series. The video game is based off the books. The show is supposed to be based off the books, mm-hmm. um, and it stars uh, Henry Cavill, who we all know him through uh, Superman, Superman. Mm-hmm. fame. Um, he's going to be the main character in The Witcher. Hmm. I'm going to check that one out. Well, yeah. I don't know what's, anything about it. What's the premise? Um, over the, high level. Yeah, very high level premise. Henry Cavill plays uh, Geralt, who is like a monster hunter. Okay. Um, and so like, there's monsters. A lot, there's a lot more sci-fi elements to this than Game of Thrones ever had. Hmm. Um, you know, Game of Thrones had like the dragons, a little bit of magic and stuff. But this, there's a lot more to it. 
but you still get like the politics and okay. you know um, a lot of like big battle scenes and stuff that's going to be happening in this one. <laughs> it's just a little bit more sci-fi, a little bit more out there. I know the yeah. games were hugely successful. Uh, yeah, I played all three of them, man. I loved them. Yeah, huh. so hopefully nice. this yeah, check it out. Yeah. Pumped for that, and then I know Doug, you're pumped for the Rise of Skywalker. I I am so, I'm so out of the Star Wars loop. It's I'm kidding funny. with you. I'm kidding with you. But Rise of Skywalker, the last Star Wars movie in this latest trilogy, uh, drops this Friday as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. I I I need I I will I will watch it. I still just need to catch up. <laughs> All right. Have you not seen the? I haven't. I didn't ones? see the last one. Okay, but you saw yeah. the first, The Force Awakens. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the latest newest one. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah, what do you guys thought about this latest trilogy? Um, to me, it seems like they just re redid all the other stuff, man. Well, like, too, all man. the other plot plot points. Like, how are you going to make a third Death Star after the first two failed? Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it was essentially the same thing that happened, like in the very first movie, happened in the in the Force Awakens. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember like just yeah. thinking to myself like they got lazy with the writing or something like yeah the acting is good and special effects is special good. effects are fine yeah i think it's better than the the prequels yeah i wasn't particularly a fan of hayden christensen mm. uh, but it just it, to me like whenever i rewatch maybe it's because it's a nostalgic factor maybe it's because it's the original trilogy yeah, it's probably a big part whenever i watch episodes four through six i can I feel engaged. I feel like, you know, it, it's a lot better than whatever they've been releasing lately. Although I will say that the spin-off like movies I, I really enjoyed. Solo, Rogue One, and then The Mandalorian. Dude, The Mandalorian's awesome. It's really good. So, <laughs> I, I want to go back and rewatch them all. Yeah. And just Well, it's all on Disney dive, Plus, dive you got that. In. I still don't have I don't have it. I need it. Eight, yeah. It's free with Verizon, right? If you got Verizon Unlimited, it's free for a year. Time to switch to Verizon. Yeah, switch to Verizon. Nah, I mean, it's like seven bucks a month. It's yeah. not that much. Yeah. Or so it's cheaper it. than Netflix. If you want to come over, I have it now. Oh. You ever want to hang out with me? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> oh I didn't know you were going to be there. <laughs> Damn it. Azam's <laughs> just trying to get friends. That changes everything. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right, all right. So. I tried. He had everything. And a wiener. <laughs> we are we're going from a galaxy far, far away to the, uh, a galaxy that's right here in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Topeka, Kansas. Did you guys see Topeka, Kansas is now offering people $15,000 to move there? That's smart. Is that like tax before tax? Um, that's a good question. So I, this goes towards either buying a new house or um, I think it's, you can get $10,000 for rent Isn't if you move there. In Topeka, the capital, and worked there for a year. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but what, they, what they're saying is they've had um, population stagnation. Like it's just yeah. nobody's been moving there for the last ten years. So they're trying to get new people there. They're trying to revamp their downtown and all this stuff. Good luck with that. Um, and it's like very cheap. They said the cost of living in to- Topeka, if you want to, you know, rent a two bedroom place, seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but then wow. you're stuck in Topeka, Kansas. They, uh, they, they should be paying um, people in San Diego $15,000 to leave. <laughs> that would be imagine. Would really... <laughs> I wonder how many people take up on that offer. I don't know, man. I, if know I, could go work guys who, I know of a few guys who sleep outside the library who might do it. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> it reminds me of the... Uh, um, there used to be an incentive to move to Alaska. Do you remember hearing about that? Really? I don't mm. remember hearing about no? that. No? I had a quick look it up. But, yeah, they were... Um, if you were to move there, I think they gave you like a plot of land 
and and, a jacket. and some money and yeah because <laughs> they want people out there mm-hmm. um i gotta look it up quickly um, what's funny is that uh, one of the first comments on reddit on this link was i lived there for six years would take a lot more than fifteen thousand to get me to move back. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Kansas. Oh man, that's hilarious. I don't know anything about the area. I guess that's that's uh, part of the problem. Um, Alaska <laughs> pays each of his residents up to two thousand dollars every year. There are barely any conditions. Um, yeah, this is like Andrew Yang's uh, universal basic income. Kind of. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's because it's so sparsely populated. Um, and a lot of it came from, like, the the source of money that they get from their oil reserves. I guess they have, like, a lot of money that has been generated from that, so they give it back to their, their citizens. Um, in this article, they state that uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma officials offer $10,000 people to willing to move there. So you get 10000 for Tulsa. In Baltimore, new residents can get a $5,000 credit towards the purchase of a home. Baltimore. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then if you want to move and start entirely, you know, over, you can go to Molise, Molise, Italy, about 140 miles from Rome. They're offering to pay newcomers 700 euros a month. So what, that's about like a thousand dollars a month. That's pretty wild. Maybe more to move to Italy. Wow. I could live in Italy. There you go, man. Let's go. Uh, Amelia is Italian, right? Yep. I don't know how I'm going to do dry January there, though. Dry wine. Dry wine. Would would y'all move anywhere to get paid? No. I don't think I would. Not that amount of money. That's not, that's not, I mean, you know. Yeah, 15,000? Yeah. Because it comes down to like relocation costs. Yeah. You know? No. I wouldn't be interested. Me neither. Because I've, you know, I've lived in. We've, we all have lived in some place where it, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Like Warrington, yeah. Virginia. It's not really right next to a big city, right? Like you got to drive somewhere. everywhere. Yeah. Here drive. in PB or downtown, at least you can like walk to a grocery store or like w- around your little neighborhood. Dude, that's what's, yeah. Like when I was living that's in, what I love about living in the city. Yeah. When I was living in Muskego, Wisconsin, you had to drive 15 minutes just to get to like a wall. Just to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of San Diego and our great uh, little city, did you guys see San Diego voted to ban electric scooters from the boardwalks? You know, it's funny. They, um, I actually, not, not too long ago, was running on the bay on the sidewalk and uh, had like a little bit of a calf pull. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to run back. Like, I'll just grab a bird. And then when you pull up the, the, the map, um, they have, you know, they show you where all the birds are. And then they showed like a little, uh, um, like blocked out area. Yeah. And it was on the boardwalk. Right. Um, uh, so okay. they, you know, I assume they just, if, but people still dump the scooters on the boardwalk. Like they'll take them there, but they don't, they don't allow you to pick them back up there. So I guess they want them, you know, th- that's so an the, effort. Those to scooters keep have like some type of like GPS system, <laughs> right? Do. Yeah. And so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they could just code it to be like, Hey, as soon as you get on the boardwalk, it cuts off your scooter, like cuts off. Yeah, maybe it's, not- it's already like that. Well, like it, it will. There are areas where your speed is restri- restricted. Yeah, that's around right. the boardwalk, and I was like, I didn't realize it when they had, like that they had implemented that this past summer. And when I was riding my scooter to the beach, I'm like, why am I only going like five miles an hour? This is like so inefficient. <laughs> right. I walk faster than this. And then I tried parking it, and it wouldn't let me park because I had to be uh, away from the boardwalk. 
and like I think it's a good thing uh, because we definitely don't want people getting hurt like on the boardwalk and hit by scooters or whatever. I pretty much stopped getting on them once I started seeing all the reports of people uh, cutting the brake lines. The people oh, that I heard don't about want that. them here. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I want to get oh, on, on one that doesn't have brakes. That's sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely test the brakes like soon. <laughs> yeah, because I've been riding them a lot lately. Because uh, Julie <clears throat> moved downtown, right? Mm-hmm. So she's about. Six blocks, seven blocks from me, mm-hmm. uh, which is still a good little walk in, um, you know, kind of through like a kind of sketchy area, especially at night. So I'll just ride the scooters up the street, which is, you know, it takes me like five minutes. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, so I've been using them like every single day now. Wow. Um, but haven't encountered any, you know, cut brake lines yet. Right. Yeah. Check, check the brakes. There was one that was you knocked you- over the other day with a whole bunch of like what looked like piss around it somebody just like kicked it over and peed all over it. <laughs> Jesus. at least now you won't get a, a ticket um for not wearing a helmet yeah. they, they did stop doing Can't that mess up the hair man Can't as long as the they uh i guess as long as you're 18 um you don't have to wear a helmet okay but i think if you're under 18 you do yeah, that's good so mm-hmm. can't mess up the hair is that right is um uh-huh yep <laughs> <laughs> hit us hit us with that huh I'm trying. You can't now that you have three. No, it's stuck. All right. Three less inches of You know, speak, yeah. speaking of uh, laws and rules and regulations, why don't you hit us with the uh, promise and peril of vaping, Doug? You're, you're talking about some uh, FDA regulations here, and yeah, the um, they're getting rid of the flavors. You guys were talking about that earlier. Well, this is a bunch of uh, there's been a bunch of stuff that's coming out, so I guess we can kind of just not necessarily stick to one particular article, but just generally speaking, they uh, you know they are trying to get rid of um, the flavored uh, the flavored uh, jewel pods. I guess mm-hmm. not even necessarily jewel pods. Any, I, I guess um, any any sort of um, nicotine, you know, vaporizer. Um, but I think re- specifically they are going after Juul yeah, for I was, it. I, I, I was about to say that. So I think you are going to be able to still get some of the other ones that are like more, I don't know if you want to call them black market, but off-brand. The off-brands. Um, I think it's just because like, they're the, the most popular one. Right. So they're, they're trying to like make as big an impact as quickly as possible. And if you kind of feel, I, I kind of feel bad for the company because it started in Stanford, somewhere in Silicon Valley. Really? These guys they invented sure. it, and the idea was to like help smokers get off of smoking mm-hmm. actual cigarettes. And I guess it was effective, but then it got them all hooked on these e-cigarettes. And yeah, it's unfortunate that like a lot of kids are getting hooked on it too. Um, yeah, but that's... It, it also just seems like the government is just trying to regulate another thing. You know, get their their you know hands on either some of the. I don't know, they're just meddling in people's affairs, mm. and that to me takes it goes against my libertarian ideals, I guess. Right. Yeah, for sure. the 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 one way in which you know, like we were talking about earlier, in the fact that it it is there's nicotine in it, it is addicting. Yeah. I I do like the idea of if if not having the flavored versions or is going to keep a 16 year old away from it. That's but the thing is, Probably being 16 should keep a 16-year-old away from it. Like, right. So the, the, the law says you got to be 21 now or 18? I think it's 21. Oh, is it for the... Well, I know for like regular cigarettes and tobacco, it's 18. It's, 18, it's still 18. Uh, They're think, talking about <laughs> updating, or, you know, updating the law to 21. Really? Okay. Well, but they haven't yet. My point being that like 
you're not really hurting anyone else when you partake in it. You know, it's not like alcohol where, you know, you can actually, you know, get into a car and drive drunk or whatever. It's like it doesn't really impair your judgment or in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to, to argue that and play the devil's advocate, like you, um, secondhand smoke's a real thing. So like not you from a vaping. Uh, I Is don't it, know. Has there ever been know. any like, good studies on that? No, that's that's the main like, thing is that we don't really know, I guess. Like most of everything with this, yeah. yeah. There's just not any long-term studies. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't... I, I, I read something where they were saying, um, you know, not in the same way that like uh, with combustible tobacco, the secondhand smoke is a problem, but they do... They're they're unsure if you sitting in the room, Cassidy, who doesn't, who doesn't vape, if you were to somehow inhale some of that, that vapor, would it affect you? I, I don't think they know. Um, well, you can't inhale this beer about over. <laughs> yeah, but we gotta deal sure. with your fucking attitude. <laughs> secondhand drunk. <laughs> secondhand attitude. <laughs> um, but one of the things that's that's particularly frustrating, I guess, about it is is just the FDA's regulations on it. Um, because they first they say, okay, yeah, this was a good thing. It seems to be it seems to be better than combustible tobacco. And now they're saying, hold on, wait, maybe we've made a mistake. And it's like, okay, well, then what was the basis around your initial, uh, you know, and justification was, to, to allow it? And there um, was no basis. It's all money. You know, I know that's what it comes down to and mm-hmm. appeasing their constituents. And the, and the, and that, you know, the, the reason why it's in the news is because of the people who are, um, coming down with these, like, kind of, these illnesses, I guess. Um, which aren't even linked to tobacco. Right. Which doesn't seem products. to be, yeah, so associated with the nicotine. To- THC. T- yeah. Or CBD, maybe. Yeah, THC. THC. Off-brand THC. Off-brand THC. And they're all like the black mar- market ones. Yeah. They're like not... Um, coming not- out of China. Yep. They, you, I guess like, they- you order them online, they're coming out of China, and they're just like, what, just making your... What, what are they doing to your lungs? Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, so for the nicotine thing... Um, and I don't think it's the same with um, with the THC. Okay. Is that they they're worried about um, the chemical burns? Is what they is what I've heard get referenced by um, chemical mm-hmm. burns. But the the THC specifically um, had a this component called a uh, was vitamin uh, vitamin E acetate or vitamin A acetate. I think it was vitamin E acetate, and that was found in pretty much everybody who had mm-hmm. the illness. It was you know ninety percent. Was that too much vitamin E? So it was whatever, whatever that it's used. Um, I think, you know, all of these things that, you know, obviously, you know, nicotine, um, they put nicotine in it and then they also put, um, uh, what was it called? Glyce, um, can't remember the name of it now, but essentially it's, it's it, in order for glycerin. Glycerin. Yeah, that was it. Um, so it was just oh, another compound in order for it to have like the similar feeling, like the harshness of the hit and, and also the it helps with the vacuum <clears throat> vapor production, I think. And so, so yeah, and and but from my understanding is the at least Juul specifically. I, I obviously you don't know what the other ones, but they they don't have that vitamin E oh, okay. acetate. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, because they're they're um, like not the knockoff brand. This to make like an analogy, I think we remember back when we were in college when Four Locos were really popular, and there were oh, yeah. cases of kids that were like in blacked out and alcohol poisoning because they would drink like two, and then they would just like it would just fuck them up way too much. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the, the FDA came out and said, okay, we're banning. All flavored, like you know, um, wine coolers or, or you know, alcoholic beverages, right? Just because one company can't get their shit together, 
Yeah. That would be an equivalent, right? And that would not fly, right? Right. People would be, yeah. Alcohol is a, a, such a big industry where... Yeah, now, because they have the lobbying power and everything to yeah. shut that down. Man. Yeah, whereas this, th- these guys don't have that. They are basically at the um, mercy of the FDA. Didn't until... Just um, to try and stay afloat, really. The name of the company, uh, not the company, uh, was it Altria? Altria, which is like a main big tobacco... Um, I guess it is a company... They they own a, a portion of Juul now. Mm, yeah. Um, so I think that was an effort to get Big Tobacco support to fight this whole thing off. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like everything. It's it's just about money. It's about money. Um, and and like I said, I, the only reason why I, I come to the defense is because the intentions were good. It was to get people away from smoking things that we do know are harmful, like right. regular cigarettes. And at the end of the day... Even if it is regular cigarettes that are, you know, people are smoking, why is it the business of the government or anyone else? Yeah, when it affects somebody through secondhand smoking, I get that. But by and large, I think people should be allowed to consume what they want to do as long as it doesn't cause, like, you know, like crack cocaine or methamphetamine or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... We'll we'll see what what happens. It'll really just depend on if people continue to get sick. Yeah. Um, then we'll see if, if, if the, you know, the, the regulations get stricter, but overall I would, I, I've, you know, from, from some personal accounts have seen some friends who smoke cigarettes and who are now, you know, doing jewel instead. And, uh, that seems to be good. I mean, yeah, better health here. Yeah. I mean, if you look over on this side of the table, you and I each have a beer and a little device and Cassie's got like. 12 Coors Lights over there. You tell me who has the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not how you math. <laughs> that's not how you math. Two of them, are like, cr- two of them are like crushed angrily because he's and just can't. <laughs> I actually saw him great. smash him against they're his head. Amongst his head. Us. <laughs> hey, that's it. I'm not going to buy you guys beer anymore. I'm going to buy one tall boy for myself. Let <laughs> you guys fend for yourselves. You know that? I thought this is how we get paid. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's how i keep you coming back every single week i'm not gonna talk into this mic for free <laughs> <laughs> you know what keep it up because i'm gonna be <laughs> laughing my ass off at one of y'all when you lose the instagram poll mm. and speaking of that's the polls let's jump straight into it let's see if we can get the uh internet working doug is uh hasn't paid his cable bill lately so the internet might not work i don't believe in internet um, <laughs> Series of tubes. <laughs> okay, boom, it's up. So, question this week is, and this is to decide who has to deliver five oh. minutes of stand-up. My God. At open mic night. Oh shit. We will do this in the new year. I used everyone to do drugs. That wants, <laughs> everyone that wants to <laughs> Still come, do. Still uh, do, please show up and let everybody know. But yes, yeah, so the question is: Is the ball this week? Do you tell your friends about every fight you have with your significant other? Text me. Tell text you. me your your responses here. Say that one more time. Do you tell your friends about every fight you have with your significant other? My first joke is going to be a dad joke if I have to go up. Do you tell your friends about every fight that you have? So when you get in a fight with your significant other, do you tell your friends about it? Do you keep it yourself? You try to just work it out between you and your significant other. Would you? Would you? Would you say? <laughs> just kidding. I'm telling. I'm telling. Azam. Azam slammed it. I like it. Who? 
He slammed it? What does that mean? Uh, uh, doesn't mean anything. He just put the slam effect in there. Because he's certain about it. It means I'm going to win. Yeah, he's certain about hey, it. Hey, Doug, I got a good joke for you. To, All right, to I'm going to do not the slam. I'm going to do gentle. <laughs> That's why you're going to lose. <laughs> you should be like... I'm going to do loud. Oh, yeah. All right. I used to hate gas. Right, I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys are very, very close. Um, and let's let's pull up the exact results on the Instagram. I'm nervous, Doug. You want to more comments. nervous for everybody out there? You can go through and look at all your stories on Instagram that you posted up. What? Just uh, yeah, yeah. Go to your information page, like your about page. Hit that hamburger menu in the top right. Hamburger. Wait, did I go the Three opposite lines. way that I should have? No, no, he's super close. Go to archive. I said you're okay. both close. Okay. And then boom, it's, you can see your stories. <sighs> so. We have. You guys ready for this? Uh, no, I'm nervous. Tie. Tie. We have a tie. We have. Um, uh, let's let's read responses from Doug. Why, Doug, is, why is my heart pounding? Doug said 85 percent no. Would you? And Azam said 75 percent no. So you guys okay. are both going with majority no, right? Fuck. I'm so, why am I sweating? The people. The people <laughs> said. 10% yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> 90%, 90% no. They yes. do not, 90% do not share every fight that they have with their significant other. Oh, I'm going to get so drunk in the crowd. <laughs> all right, all right. No, lock it up. Oh, lock it up. I'm gonna keep losing these goddamn this bets. Awesome. I don't want to participate this is anymore. Awesome. Okay. In all fairness, Doug wins. Doug wins. I was up like what, all night, four, four to one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you came back, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> <sighs> Bullshit. Oh, wow. This is awesome. <laughs> Just so, like every Wisconsin sports team, they get so close and then they so, fall apart. Talk to us. Talk to us here. All right. Do you? Do you tell your friends about like every fight you have your significant other? Is that what you leaned, you know, lesser percentage no than Doug? No, I just picked like a number that sounded nice. Well, you should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you? What are your thoughts on it, though, Azam? Seriously, do you do you feel like you need to explain? You get in a fight with your significant other, you got to go back to your boys or no? No, I, the, the opposite. Talk I, to them. I feel like sometimes it's healthy to like vent. And also get someone's opinion, but by and large, I don't think like any fights should be shared outside of the relationship, or you know, if if it's a really bad fight, maybe. Yeah. Because then you just don't know what to do, and you want to salvage the relationship and try and make things better, so you seek the advice of people that you you know are also close to. But for like little things, I don't think you really should share too much about that kind of a fight, because then you also the the. You flirt the line with, okay, well, have you violated their trust by sharing things about your relationship that they didn't necessarily want shared? Yeah, I'd, I think, I'd agree with that. I think it's that too. What about you, Doug? Yeah, I mean, to that point, I think, yeah, I think that's, at least to me, would be, is the biggest problem. Would be like, okay, well, I thought that, you know, we were, we were free to make mistakes in some way. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if, 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 if I'm, if I'm, not as a man in a relationship, you can't make mistakes. If I were to out every mistake that Amelia made, hey, then I that would I feel you, like you have a podcast. 
We have a hundred right. listeners, and if she were to, to hear. if she were to out every mistake that I made, yeah, but she only has that, like that'd be a tough five friends. So you got a hundred listeners on the podcast. You got five <laughs> friends. You're and gonna three win. of them are right here. So. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that uh, is that. That's what I would think is that it's so, just it's more of like just like the trust. I'm, it's I'm like, okay, go, I thought these things were supposed to kind of be between. I'm us. gonna go for. Uh, I'm gonna say no, but from a different angle, it's that. Um, I mean, trust is a big part of it, but it's also the way you're framing your significant other to your friends. If you're constantly sharing the fights and complaining yeah, about them point. to your friends, your friends are going to be like, Cause no why one, the hell are you with them? Yeah. Because nobody cares to hear about when things are going well. Exactly. That's, no one that's cares. the thing. That's the thing. You're, you're yeah. not going to go want around. Gossip. People want you're not going to go around telling all your friends, "Oh yeah, me and Amelia made some great shawarma tonight for dinner," yeah. right? Like you're not going to go around saying well, that. Let's be real though. You know that they definitely upped their game tonight because they know we were coming over. <laughs> yeah, they're we had it all planned out. <laughs> like, all right, they're going to get here like, at this God, time. Jeremy, why are they the perfect couple? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, no, but to, your, to Cassie, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think that's that is a part of a big yeah. part of it is that you. People, you, you just don't share. When things are going status quo and they, things are going well, that doesn't get shared. It's just like the news. It's yep. right, you, yeah, it, right. You go yeah. on the news and that kind of like what sells headline, what gets people engaged is like all the, the negative things, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Trust me. I, I've been in my, my fair share of fights. I put my dukes up, my boxing gloves on, got punched in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And metaphorically like, but yeah it's just like every <laughs> single fight i've been in that like if you share it outside doesn't have it's like it's also not giving um the relationship a chance to work through it and figure it out yeah because then you invite someone else's opinion uh, from the outside on it right and then they're going to share their opinion and kind of work the way you think and um they're also like when you share that fight to them then they're going to start thinking a certain way and everything and like we were talking about, about the person that you're dating and it could just well, you know, uh, it could just just if they're constantly talking bad things, if that friend's constantly saying bad things about you, then it's like you know. not to play devil's advocate per se, but say there's a couple and they're fighting, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of you know solution or recourse or whatever. Like, at what point does it become okay to like involve whether it's a friend or a therapist or just someone that's impartial into it without? Putting well, them friends on the spot. Are never impartial. Yeah, but I so, think if I it's mean, something that's a, a that but... is it's a repeated offense. Yeah. At some point, if it if it's just consistently happening and it's a problem, at some point, then I do think that it makes sense that you'd reach out to somebody and be yeah. like, "Am I crazy here? With or is the this person, a problem?" Though, potentially, right? Well, right. Yeah, and then maybe that's maybe that that's be the, the first the first way to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. You go, you go, like with the person, you guys talk through it together. But let's be honest, like we don't. No one really does that all the time, and people see see it as defeat to go to like couples therapy and stuff. Yeah, so, you know, mostly it's just like Azam's mad at his girlfriend, so now he's gonna go talk to his boys, yeah. right? And no matter what, there's always two sides of the story, and it's almost impossible, even if you're the one talking, to not be biased towards yourself. Yeah. So yeah, if I were to tell I, you guys, I never try to make myself look good. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to come to you guys with some problem that I was having, even if my intention was just to try to not be biased, chances are it probably I it probably subconsciously well, or however you choose your words, you're going to make yourself sound a little bit better. Because if there's an argument that you're having, you even though you love the other person, you think that they're wrong in some capacity and that you're right, so how can you inherently be biased against yourself? You know like Right. It's like if you if you're so sure that 
they are not seeing from your point of view and that your point of view is this is why the fight's causing that's the first why place. they're causing the first mm-hmm, place yeah. right so that that's it's not like you know you're trying right. to cut them undercut them or something it's just that you and i've been in my fair share of disagreements where we didn't see eye to eye and you know i thought that that was being the most logical or like you know whatever about it and ha- had the right viewpoint and you cannot be <laughs> con- stubborn about it <laughs> that's that's the thing it's like two people who are very stubborn about what they think and what they believe and yep. you know it, it sometimes it's not even like you're fighting because you're against the other person. You're almost fighting because you believe that what you, um, whatever it is that you believe benefits both of you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever the fight's about. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough. Yeah. It's, there, there's also, what do you think? It, now you, I think you maybe mentioned it. it is it a diff, Does it depends who they tell? Like in terms of like friends versus well, like family members. See now in, in my mind, like if I were to go to my family with with issues like that, then I all that would go through my head is I don't want you to think yeah. something bad about who I'm with. Exactly. Like, maybe, maybe a sibling. Exactly. Because I would, maybe I would, a, maybe would si- sibling would be. I would easier. go to my sister normally if mm-hmm. I were if it was something that was really kind of like struggling. With it would have to be really over bad over my parents just because. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I think your your parents see you through a different lens than your sister might see you through, right? Sure. I would say the probably the majority of our parents at this table will see us through like kind of rose colored glasses for right, yeah. For you know not all the time, but maybe take maybe even take your side when they shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know you you see your sister and she might be since she's also going through her own um, you know struggles relationships as well. She might be able to pull something that she's like has gone through in the past couple months and, and right. related True. back to Plus, you. You know, she's coming from the female's point of view. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, and that's, valid, and that's, that's valuable too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think like you like you tried to say like what's the other side of it? What's the ways in which it's good? But I don't know. It, it, I, the ways in which it's good is if that you can if you don't let it fester. I think if you you can't just like get into an argument said about venting. You have to be able to discuss it amongst each other and come <clears> to a conflict <throat> resolution, or if it's really something that can't be solved between you two, I think it's important to like seek out help from a third party. Mm-hmm. If you want that, or you just break up. I mean, we can say that because we're not married. But you know, if you're if you're in a long term commitment like a marriage, you definitely go for that. Yeah, but but even, even like, if it's like a long term committed like just relationship, not marriage necessarily, like, you still want to try and say you've invested years dating somebody and you want to make it work to the next level. You wouldn't just like give up and break up with them, right? And if it were bad enough, I know there's some stigma tied to this, but maybe a, an unbiased third party like a therapist or yeah. something like that. If it were that bad where it was like, a, you know, we we're married or something and you have to, you really want to keep the relationship going. You don't well, want to, you, know, you got to maybe get counseling know, or something. I feel like, like the, the, if you're fighting during the dating phase, then like fighting constantly, everybody's going to have their disagreements. But if you're fighting constantly during the dating phase, then... You probably are going to work out during the long term marriage right. not, phase. Not fighting constantly, just you know. But then, no, I'm saying if you are fighting constantly, you're probably not going to work out during the long term marriage phase. If there's, that, like, much if there's yeah. that much conflict, if there's that much, yeah, that yeah. much that you don't that much get along conflict. with, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really it's about, it comes down to like your core values and are they aligned and, and are you compatible? Yeah. yeah. If they're not, I see what you mean. I'm very much in the uh, the eighty twenty rule. Doctor Phil talks about it. <laughs> Uh, big, big Dr. Phil fan? Big, big. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just. You gotta cast yourself on him, but he's watching Dr. Phil. It's like, hey, like, you know, you just gotta find somebody that you, like, agree with 80% of the time. 20% sure. 
you know, you're going to disagree, but there's no like one soulmate out there for you. There's a bunch of people, not, I should say a bunch. There's probably a few people that, uh, fit that 80 20 rule, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like there might be a bunch that fit like the 50 50. Like you agree 50% of the time to argue 50% of the time. Right. But ideally, you got to find somebody ideally that yeah. 80% or above. Because you're never going to agree with somebody 100 percent of the time. It'd be tough to be in a relationship. Even with Zom and I don't agree 100 percent of the time. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to. I'm getting ready to cut. cut from this <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I'm you go becoming to, a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. This is really just the noisy boys go session. to therapy. Yeah, you go to Cassidy's like apartment. The first thing you see on his bedside table is a copy of this book, <laughs> Doctor Phil: Life Strategies. <laughs> doing what works, doing what matters. <laughs> Look. All the pages are like bent. <laughs> yeah. shout, shout out Dr. Phil, man. He, he worked did, uh, wonders with the Catch Me Outside girl. <laughs> oh my god, man. Yeah, she's fixed. He really did. <laughs> she's totally fun. She's fixed. But I do think that, that, that is, it's a good, interesting topic because it is something that um, that you see with a lot of a lot of relationships. But, but to your last point, Cassidy, the you got to find someone who you live, you know, to some degree, pretty harmoniously with. Otherwise, you're it's going to be a, a long relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why they say opposites attract, man. Because if you have like two type A stubborn personalities, it's not really going to have a high chance of success, right? Yeah. Necessarily. And maybe I'm being biased right now because in my relationship, I'm typically wrong. <laughs> well, of course, you're, you're a guy. <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> you're you're a guy. You can't but that, just but that was the like part. That. Of, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it. That's a that is an interesting one though. What, what's what's shareable and what's not? Yeah. Why do you think I run so much? <laughs> yeah. And run away. That's right. <laughs> it's your escape plan. Can't catch me. You're like, oh, gotta do a marathon <laughs> right now. <laughs> and run to the next town. Change names again. Going to Topeka. They're gonna pay me there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll pay you to run out there. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what you gotta do, man. Um. All right. So. Speaking of men and women, let's let's jump over into this uh, eye tracking study, which I thought was uh, really interesting. That um, this eye tracking study suggests oh, yeah. men are more concerned than women about other men's upper bodies. Yeah, I think that's very true. <laughs> yeah, tell so, us why, Doug. Because it is a hundred percent a thing when when a guy is like super into weightlifting that. Guys are the the people who comment on it. You know, I think it's it's not just like weightlifting. I mean, yeah, that's part of it because like all guys, you know, we don't compare ourselves to girls' physique because we don't have right. the same physique. So we, you know, obviously, if we're going to compare our body types, it's going to be to other guys, right? Yeah, and, and true, you tend to like, and, and it's not even so much like, oh, we're admiring how that guy looks and we think he's beautiful. It's more like we, at, at least in my case, you admire the amount of effort and work that it takes right. to put that he had to put in to get that kind of physique. Right. And then you're curious, like, oh, what, what's your, like, you know, eating habits and, like, you know, what kind of, what's your workout routine? And there's a, it's not, like, even just, like... A way to parrot it. Maybe. It's not even just, like, your... Um, they probably... I don't know if they talk about it in the study, but it's also, like, other superficial things, like a nice car that a guy has or a motorcycle mm-hmm. tend to get more compliments from other guys than you do women. Right. Hmm. And do you think is it possible that maybe just more guys are, would be open to comment? It could be that too. Yeah, yeah. women are like more reserved. In, maybe just don't want to boost, boost unnecessarily boost the you know yeah person's ego of repercussions or, or right. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Guys <clears throat> can make those comments and don't have to worry about the consequences necessarily because mm-hmm. 
you know, we're, we're all, well, no, we're not all straight, but when you do it, it's not with the intention of hitting on the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, I feel like I've heard girls talk about how they find, like, really massively jacked guys. They're like, like oh, gross. Not attractive. Yeah. yeah. The nah, guys is what they tell you, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not messing with Jack, so that's not what they're doing. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, oh, yeah, you're not messing with Jack. That's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but for us, we see a really huge guy, and we're like, damn, look at that fucking bitch. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not, not necessarily necessarily something I aspire to, like, to be like like Arnold Schwarzenegger Jack. Right. More like, you know, I mean, we all have our own different goals about sure fitness and, and health or whatever, but. I guess mine would be like more lean mm-hmm. and and toned, but um, but yeah, it like I said, it kind of goes back to just admiring the amount of work it takes to get to that point. For sure. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that's a, that's a huge part of it. You're like, wow, that person. Yeah. Another? They they their dedication is right. admirable. <laughs> and what's interesting too is like you go to a gym and it can be kind of intimidating to somebody who doesn't really go to the gym that often. But if you were to like initiate some sort of conversation. Usually those guys are the most friendly. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I treat everyone really nicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, so, yeah. no, you're right. I think so you're right. to dive more into like the, the science, like what, what the study found, um, so they said they, they tracked the eye movements of 82 heterosexual undergraduate student, students as they viewed and rated attractiveness of three males and three female 3D models, which varied in their shoulder-to-hip ratio. Um, They found that men preferred, or men thought other men with larger chests were more attractive. They they found women with smaller shoulders were more attractive. Uh, Women found men and women both with like a a moderate size chest and shoulders Mm -hmm. attractive. And childbearing hips. There's there's something called the golden ratio when it comes to women, I think, right? You heard about that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sean. You haven't heard that? Mm-mm. Cassie, explain. Uh, what, it's, it's talking about um, what's his face? He sings Anaconda. He's got that uh, 32, 36, 34. How's it go? Something like that, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's basically, like, I mean, like, the, the, it, the women, for women, like the, the ideal of proportion of yeah, their body would be like an hourglass figure, mm, right? Well, I've definitely heard that. Yeah. yeah. And that is. What is what men are generally attracted to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think of like uh, I don't know if you ever heard. Of, well, and this would be specifically for men, but um, like the coveted V shape. Yeah, yeah, they you had Donna spelled mm-hmm. the Donna spelled right. Yeah. yeah, and that is. I, I wonder. You know, obviously, we'd have to have a, a a girl speak to that, but I would assume. You want to know why? What sorry? forms an arrow? Points <laughs> right to your dick. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So the baby maker. So yeah. they said right. here that um, gazing results show that only men attend to variations in men upper bodies. So they're saying like men stared at the shoulders and yeah. chest more than the women did. What do they look at? Uh, the women, I guess, they looked at everything, <laughs> like a like a three D model, right? And that uh, they use like eye tracking. Um, says, our findings regarding the female upper body size and also men preference for other men upper body size using eye tracking are the first and certainly other to be replicated. And it says that um, men suggestion they desire more masculine body forms for their mating success as well as in making the assessment of other men's formidability. 
So mm. they're like they're sizing up other men by looking at their chest. It's mm-hmm. all biological, like well, instinctual. Well, that uh, to 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 your point just there, Zom, is that I, I, it's been my understanding that that women also want a guy who could be um, seen as a protector, yeah. right? So somebody, so strength though must hold some value. Yeah. Um, in a woman's eyes is that, you know, you're somebody who can fend for yourself or provide or protect or, you know, whatever. It's one um, of the things I find interesting being like, we're both into running, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to think about some of the elite runners in the world, they don't look like they could defend a fucking, you know, <laughs> right. like hamster from right. attacking a girl. Right. Whereas we have to fight they biology. Can run away and get help. <laughs> they can, maybe, I don't know, they can run away and come find Doug or me. <laughs> they'd have to yeah they'd have to run away pick oh, her up man. and run away yeah <laughs> azam azam's walking down the street and, and you know he takes a look at a guy and he's like hey catch me outside how about that catch me outside. <laughs> so this whole time you've been looking up dr dr phil music groups no 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 <laughs> catch catch me outside how about that catch you outside Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> it's Yo, so that girl's that making girl's over millions of dollars right now. Um, <laughs> off of that one clip, that's we just gotta get us on the on Doctor Phil. Yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. You gotta, say plenty. Of he, he starts stuff. career. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta be you gotta get on to Doctor Phil and just say a bunch of crazy shit. And that's oh man, that's what it right. takes to make a good talking about saying Cassie the hustler. What does that talking mean? Talking about <laughs> saying something stupid. <laughs> Let's jump right into Azam's affairs. I thought we were skipping this week. Number one, uh, <laughs> we we skipped the last four weeks. Yeah, we skipped. And at number seven is Shazam. Okay, you play every single. Like, there's no more space left. On the so Azam um, really wanted to talk about this week about. <laughs> yeah, it's the holidays, and you know I'm the, up the here holidays. looking for He's... Mrs. Claus, and all I'm trying to buy are a bunch of ho ho hoes, man. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna crush he the stand-up is, segment. He's uh, <laughs> really missing the baseball win. season, and um, Azama, you, you were talking about one of your buddies was saying something about uh, there's there's this thing out there called uh, dating lineup positions. You said there's like a starter, maybe like a reliever. I'm pretty sure you were telling me about because you played college baseball. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't use analogies like that in college. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um. yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, women women rank men one through ten usually, right? But for some reason, I think, like, I mean, guys do it too, but mm-hmm. there are plenty of analogies that exist to kind of, like, I guess, kind of determine to, to speak to your lineup so i think what Azam's trying to say is he's trying to he's out here and he's trying to you know work through the minor leagues and set himself a lineup right he's looking for um a one starter maybe a couple relievers a closer so yeah, i'm and, looking for uh, a mrs claus and you're talking about <laughs> and maybe like a uh a maybe claus like a pinch or... hitter every once in a while pinch the occasional hit. slump buster when he's striking out is slump buster a baseball term um slump buster is a baseball term so slump buster is when you go up and you you know you you've been striking out for a while so you need something to get that mojo back right something hmm. to get you back in that groove back back in uh you know feeling good so you, you gotta you gotta tend to the slump buster right they call that the 2 a.m hail mary 
The two of them, yeah, no. The, the right. slump buster's the good to go, man. The good to go. What, uh, so what, so define, what, what's a starter? I know, I know you, you just talked about it amongst your, your men's circles. <laughs> men's circles. <laughs> but what, what would be a starter that you've heard? They overlooking at each other's upper bodies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're strong. Well, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> so I think a starter is somebody that you're looking forward, forward to going out with on like a Friday night, right? Yeah. Yeah, Friday, yeah. Saturday night rolls around. It's like, all right, I got one, maybe two, if you're lucky, starters. You know, in um, in Major League Baseball, they've got like six or seven starters on rotation. So I don't know if you got that much swag, but you know, maybe you got one, <laughs> oh, maybe God. two starters, and you're just like, hey, Friday, Saturday night, like, I'm looking for that starter that I can go out with, have a nice date. Yeah, man, if I'm doing analogies, nice dinner. I'm like the Yankees, man. I got the biggest payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, money talks, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so we got a starter. What um Doug, now you were single for four years, right? Uh you had a few relievers, didn't you? I, you're saying that to me like I know what the fuck a reliever is. <laughs> you don't sports I have a you don't know sports ball? I d I don't I don't sports, play sports sports ball. <laughs> I've never scored a touchdown playing baseball. No. So, um, so a reliever would but be. But have somebody... you ever hit a home run? I've, okay. I've never hit a home run. Wow. Never you, in my you life. You don't even hit home runs on a nightly basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Amelia, Amelia, what's the what's the nicest one? Amelia's my starter. There you go. There yep. you go. Good boy. So Doug's, Doug's got a couple relievers, though. So it's like when the starter can't work out, when you can't get that date on a Friday <laughs> oh, is night. Is that what a reliever is? Then you yeah. got the reliever that you hit up. And it's like, you know what? You weren't my first choice, but <laughs> you're like... Second, third, you just, you, I call you up in relief. It's like I still want to go try this new restaurant. I still want to check out this new band, <laughs> maybe see uh, this new movie. So I'm gonna head to the relievers because the starter was busy, right? Okay. The starter was down. They're on the DL. They're they're on the IR or something. They can't come out. So you, you got to hit up the reliever. That's where <laughs> reliever com- comes in, right? Yep. Did we preface this that we don't objectify women? <laughs> <laughs> So well, this what? was this was a group of other men who were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a locker us. room. This is locker room I'm, talk. I, I <laughs> am uh, reading this off of a collective uh, Reddit. Um, it's classified though, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't share it. where it's classified. Um, but Azam, all right. So you hit up your starter. Starter's on DL, right? Designated leave. You hit up the reliever. Designated leave. The, the 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 levers or the reliever um, is busy, right? They they need some rest. They they just pitched the night before. Who do you hit up next, right? You go out with your boys anyways because mm-hmm. you don't want to hang out alone on a Friday night. So who do you hit up about like midnight? <sighs> Fucking Domino's, man. I'm going home to get some food. <laughs> You're not going home at midnight, is all. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you call in the closer. Yes, the closer. That's when you call in the closer, and it's like, all right, it's midnight. I need need to hit up somebody because I'm feeling a little lonely. I've been hanging out with the boys. My starter fell through. My reliever fell through. You know, I'm I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling the love right now. My mojo's weakened. I'm gonna hit up the closer. (laughs) That's when the closer comes through. Is there a bad boy for you? Yeah. No. 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 That's creepy. No. 
No bad boys. No, 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 no. There's, there's a pinch hitter. We'll get to that. Did I ruin the game? <laughs> yeah. You've been ejected. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, out. I'll just be the water boy over here. You're, you're, you're the guy streaking you're out. in jail, the, buddy. He's the guy streaking out to the field. <laughs> shut, you're throwing shut. in jail. <laughs> yeah, they kicked me off the team. So you hit up the closer. The closer comes through. Uh, close, closes it out for you. Right, Azam? You go and get some... 2 a.m. burritos with the closer. Sure. Yeah, you have a great time. What happens if the closer doesn't come through, though? If they blow it? They blow it. They blow the maybe, save. Maybe the, maybe the closer comes through. They're too drunk. Right? They blow it. You're like, whoa. Yeah, you, yeah. You've been drinking. You've been having too much fun. You know what that means, right? Who, 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 Bars yeah. are closing. Who so that means in? That means you're going into extra innings. You go extra down, innings. Go down TJ. That's right. Party it up in Mexico. <laughs> I wasn't ready for you to say that. That's the slump buster, buddy. That's, that's the slump buster. We're not there yet. Extra right innings. That's, that's, on, that's, huh? the, that's the last ditch effort. Okay. Right? So the closer's too drunk. You can't, um, you know, you, you can't win with the closer, right? They, they party too much, right? So you go into extra innings, and that's when you take the pitcher out and you call in the pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. And the pinch hitter comes in after the closer because they're filling in because they, they just got to come in. Get that one little hit to score to you know score that run for you, and boom, that's when you you hit up uh, back at your place. You know you already got your two a.m. burrito. You ate that with the closer. You sent the closer home because they weren't doing it right. You go into extra innings. You're back at your place and you call up the pinch hitter, and the pinch hitter comes through and you win the game. Right, boom. We're gonna have to edit yeah, all I'm this. Just, up. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there for one second because. This is not a typical night for me. I don't even have that many contacts on my cell phone. <laughs> don't you lie, Zon. Don't and, you lie. And furthermore, can I just go to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> the pinch hitter could also be like Rosarito. the Tinder Bumble that you hit up kind of late night, you know? Could also be the Tinder Bumble. But really? the pinch hitter, no, none of this falls through. So now at this point, you've hit up one, maybe two starters. That's two people. You hit up. Two relievers, that's four people. You hit up a five, like a closer, that's five people. You hit up that pinch hitter, that's at least six. You're at six or maybe seven people you hit up. Nobody came through to win the game for you. That's when you go to the slump buster. That's when you go down to Tijuana and you hit Hong Kong. At what point, at what you, point you do you go to sleep? You know what this is? You don't. You don't sleep. <laughs> you don't, this is a 22-inning game. Not when you're single, Doug. You can sleep when you're dating. This is what it comes down to. Huh. Cassidy has been in a relationship for too long. <laughs> he is out here projecting what he thinks He's I'm doing <laughs> into his own thoughts. <laughs> He's projecting. This is all. This was all firsthand written by um, Azam and yeah, yeah. by Doctor Phil. It's, it's a real thing. Retold by Cassidy. <laughs> narrated. Narrated by Cassidy. I got. I got the first copy. Uh, we'll be publishing yep. later this year. It's called the Playbook. Yeah, the Playbook. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, so the slump buster is Tijuana, or um, I think I feel like you got a couple of slump busters that have been hitting you up, and you know you could just you're just like ah, I'm not really feeling it, but when you're striking out a lot, I think that brings us into Doug's dilemma. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's the off season, man. Baseball is not for another like six months. <laughs> Look, I'm on. Uh, I'm just saying. You told me all this offline, <laughs> off podcast. Don't know what you're talking this about. This is all your ideas. Don't you got delusions? <laughs> and I just reiterated. Delusions I them all out. I had never heard them. I, I never heard about. any of them. You've been living too close to Petco Park. I had just <laughs> I had written them all down, 
while we were discussing it, and then you're you were like, "Don't talk about it." I was like, well, "You never listen perfect, to anything I'm saying." Perfect <laughs> affairs. All right, so it's an interesting theory. Cassie. We go from Azam's affairs to Doug's dilemma because Azam doesn't like to talk about his affairs. I have any affairs? A little no. boring remedial life. <laughs> I well, you guys are really going to like Doug Zama. I know you've been hitting up a, a couple is, of affairs. This is the most is excitement I get uh, yeah, during I know you've been hitting up a couple of affairs as well. Dear Journal, <laughs> it's me, Doug. You know, last week my life was just about perfect. Boom. I wish we'd... Alright, so this, this week's Doug's Dilemma was going to be last week's Doug's Dilemma um, at the live uh, podcast that we did. But I decided... To just toss it out because I didn't think it was going to be like engaging for the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but then afterwards, two separate people, Cassie's girlfriend Julie and uh, Justin, came up to me and they were like, "Oh, we were hoped you were going to talk about that." So yeah, I, they know I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, I guess they somehow medical nerds. I guess too, they somehow so saw they, they somehow saw it. the the topic. Justin, um, you didn't even know he was going to come to the live recording. Like, well, he knew. I'm pretty sure you you showed it to him, just like you told me all about Azam's affairs <laughs> off podcast. Um, you made up all the positions. I just reiterated. Yeah, Azam's affairs is over. It's Doug's dilemma. Now. <laughs> um, so I wish that they were here because that would have been it would have been insightful to hear what they, what they thought about it. But um, last week before our live podcast, I was sick, and it was just like a you, probably like a pretty general like cold, flu type symptoms. And one of the questions that I was asking myself. As I was sick was, you know, I was taking Dayquil, I was taking NyQuil, I was taking all of these, like, kind of symptomatic um, aids, you yeah. know, like, trying to just cut the cough, you know, stop, nose stop running, whatever. So, the question was, um, and it was an article that I looked up, and it was, do medications that fight a cold, that fight a cold symptoms um, prolong the cold? Mm-hmm. So, the couple of things that I thought oh, about. that's right, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things that I thought about, like in terms of just that question, was that, uh, you know, when you're trying to figure out how, like, what you're sick with, maybe having that symptomatic treatment uh, would confuse the diagnosis. Right. Um, maybe you don't know necessarily what's going on with you if you're just constantly masking it. Um, well, and that's what happens, like, in, in, I don't know if you I mean, like, I'm basing this off of, like, medical drama that I watch sometimes, House. Thank you. They try and limit. They have to have a history of all types of medication the patient is using mm-hmm. so that they either know how it affects the tests they want to run or the medications they want to put them on, or they like try and you know eliminate like any symptoms that could be caused because of the medication. So, yeah, there's okay. a very real yeah. application. And wait, you're saying you got that from the show House, though? Well, that's that's what doctors do in diagnostic but medicine. That's mm-hmm. well, it's not 100 percent. All it, the time. It is. You have to know what you're administering to your patient, what kind of things they're taking. Well, yeah, that's, that's the first thing they ask you, right? It's like, what are you experiencing? Yeah, but yeah, you have to write that in your mm-hmm. history. Not history. everybody writes that on their history. That's true. Nor is it tracked from hospital to hospital, it which should. is a big issue with our healthcare system today. And sometimes in terms of just like your own antidote of like what's going on with you, it's sometimes hard to describe. It's like, I just don't feel great. Like I have my energy is low. Like sometimes it's like a little bit... It's a little bit hard to just sort of pinpoint yeah. even within yourself. I Sometimes think. you can like you know, other than the obvious ones, like I'm coughing, based like. on someone's like <laughs> everything. Like if you're if you're actually sick, you need to visit a doctor. They want to know everything you're consuming, like your diet, your you have a little energy, maybe you're anemic, you have a little right. iron levels. You know, it's like uh, maybe you're not sleeping. Julie told me that um, whenever you fill out your form, it says like how much you drink on a weekly basis. Mm. They multiply that by three. 
Because they're assuming everybody lies, and they're all oh, underselling how much they drink. Good so thing. if you write three times uh, zero, yeah, zero. On, a, on a on a weekly basis, I have like six drinks a week. They're like, oh yeah, that's like at least eighteen. So just keep that in mind when you guys put. I'm going to start putting one. Multiply that by three. You get zero. Thanks. <laughs> We're putting one multiplied by three. Yeah, that's three. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell them that you're good at math. <laughs> um, okay, I just did six times three is eighteen. So that's pretty good. Much. That's pretty good. I'll I know what I'm doing. You wrote that. that down. I can tell. That you <laughs> I can see him writing one <laughs> times three. <laughs> what the problem is, you didn't carry. <laughs> I saw where you, I saw where you screwed up. Um, you know what the problem? But no, is I think you I, don't care. I think that is a problem. And obviously, like just the nature of the question, if it prolongs the cold, I mean, the speed of recovery has got to be a. a, a a portion of it um because it's my understanding that if you do like you take all those nyquil sleeps that maybe you're why are you laughing <laughs> <laughs> i look over the song it's just smirking at me um like do you think that just maybe <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm, i'll tell you later I'll tell okay you. um do you think that taking like all those NyQuil sleeps or like taking DayQuil is actually maybe making it long? Maybe you're not running through that process of coughing and sneezing, and maybe maybe that has something to do with you getting over it quicker. I mean, maybe you're expelling I, the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, I, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I I think like I always like know what I want to say, and you're, I know when you're winding down, but. <laughs> Oh, he's sick! Oh my oh, god. god, he sneezed right during the into my shirt. Yeah, yeah, my mouth was open. Shut up! And you're smoking the jewel too. I'm not smoking anything. Not you, Doug was. Oh. Okay, so my, what I was gonna say is that I think yes, it it can kind of be counter um, effective if you're taking a lot of medication and you don't really know what's wrong with you. But if you know that what you have is like a common cold. And you just don't want to have the symptoms for it. Right. Take the Dayquil or Nyquil so you can at least function somewhat, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to try to live by the rule of thumb. It's like, if it's not bad enough where, like for the Nyquil, like I want to be able to sleep. And if I'm coughing all night and it's going to disturb my sleep. Yeah, because then... you need good sleep right. in order to get over it. Yeah. It's like the the thing of like, oh, people are too stubborn to take ibuprofen or, or aspirin or whatever. It's like, well, it was invented for a fucking reason. You right. Know? And, and it's not like you're going to become addicted to it. It's well, you know right. We get, we get in the whole anti-vaxxing topic discussion. Mm. We Lauren that. Not. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I just curious as to whether it's it's you know hurting more or helping. And then the other the only other thing that I I thought about was just that your body's you know so efficient at keeping you healthy in the first place and fending away these this you know this illness and and maybe by getting rid of the symptoms then you're somehow um you know disrupting that that process but the thing is when you hide the symptoms i don't think you're necessarily inhibiting your immune system from fighting off and, the cold and that's what i don't know yeah i, I don't i just don't think it is do, yeah. do we know if dayquil is you know there's a attacking lot attacking your immune system from fighting off the cold no, no, or is no. it just kind of like it's suppressing the effects, suppressing the effects while your immune system it's still like, fights off the cold. It's like okay, so what happens is let's make an analogy to like Baseball? allergies. Baseball. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Yeah, your starter. Please, please not again. <laughs> allergies. The reason why people get the itchy eyes and the runny nose is because their immune system is fighting off a response, the pollen or whatever, or hair, like you know, cat hair or something, because it thinks it's like an invasive, you know, agent. That is attacking your immune system. And in fact, mm-hmm. it's not, and your body is overreacting. But because you take 
Claritin or uh, Zyrtec or whatever, uh-huh. you know, does that mean that your body is not able? No, it's still continuing. Like your immune system is continuing to fight off whatever invasive molecules there are, but you can actually function throughout the day by having, you know, um, by not having a runny nose and itchy eyes and coughing mm-hmm. and sneezing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Same same principle when it comes to colds too. That, you know, your immune system is still going to be fighting off whatever pathogens there are in your in your body. Yeah, but, I'm gonna have to. Do, yeah, I'm gonna, I really want to do more more research on this and figure out what's 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 the big because it does seem like if you Google it. You look and those, there's so many people who are like anti Dayquil, anti Nyquil, and I want to hear their what their big argument is because that's probably, something that I think a lot of us typically do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like you could argue a cell phone is bad for you, right? Like, sure. oh, I don't need to have like you know, instant at- access to the internet or whatever. I can figure that out throughout the day, but because you have it, we, and we, we don't need to 20- go down that rabbit hole. And we live in the 21st century, and you have modern medicine to combat certain things, and you have modern technology mm-hmm. to enhance your life. Why not utilize it? Mm-hmm. It's a personal choice, just sure. like vaping. <laughs> just like vaping. <laughs> just it's like vaping. Symptomatic treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and now, there is, you know, I mean, on the flip side, yes, someone could become over-reliant on medication mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need. Right, and and one one way that in our um, healthcare industry that that is a problem is like when doctors over over prescribe uh, antibiotics. Mm. You know, you become and resistant to. Yeah, exactly. Your body. That, that's how you get the super gonorrhea. Super. Yes. <laughs> that's right. You gotta watch out for that. Make sure your starters and relievers are tested as um, just like they do in the MLB. They do PED testing. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, hey, you know, baseball is not testing for marijuana anymore. Really? I yeah. know about that. So, yeah, that that's a, just came out of the latest um, winter meetings. Uh, Major League Baseball over, uh, and Players Union meetings in San Diego this past week is that uh, they that's decided good. nobody crossed the board. So, really, they didn't test in the major leagues unless somebody had an issue mm-hmm. and they, they would test for marijuana. But the minor leagues, they would test for marijuana all the time. And they decided, hey, like we're not, we're not going to test for marijuana at all. It's good. Yeah. It's huge, actually. Yeah, it was. I think that was sounded like it was a pretty big, yeah, pretty big good. step. Uh, I mean, really, all it came down to was like uh, Major League Baseball was trying to promote um, a culture of like family first. They know these little kids are looking up to athletes. They don't want the athletes doing a whole bunch of drugs and marijuana and stuff. But I mean, they do it anyways. You just right. gotta, you know, make sure they're smart about it. Right. Um, Wish they would apply that to the NFL, man other professional sports yeah they do they do a little bit they drug Um, test players and they get you know fined for smoking weed and that come on yeah (laughs) nfl yeah the nfl's players union doesn't look out for their players really at all where the nba does yeah i mean they freaking michael jordan you know got kicked out for gambling he went and played baseball for a little bit and came back and they covered it all up that's that's what it was Mm -hmm. so it's nba definitely looks out for the players but yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Not and not to get confused with the Zom's analogy of uh, baseball and <laughs> you know lineup positions in the dating world. Okay, lock it up. <laughs> lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. Now we have to drink. <laughs> don't tell me to lock it up, Azam. Take me outside. How about that? That was Take the uh, <laughs> that was the rule last week. Anytime anyone said lock it up, catch me outside. <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna be the new thing. Azam's dating rules. 
Catch me outside. Date. That's a new segment. Azam's dating rules. We we can talk about as told by Cassidy. <laughs> next week, NBA analogies. Okay. NBA analogies and metaphors. You know, just like this week we had MLB. Next week NBA. All right. We're gonna make it all the way to like curling. <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta make sure the ice is well groomed. <laughs> your your sweepers out ahead. All right. It's a team effort. I don't know anything about curling, but it looks fun. Yeah. Try it someday. Yo. Yeah. And I think that um, concludes that the Zom doesn't want to dive into Zom's affairs any longer. That concludes another episode, you know? What do you think, Zom? Do you yeah. want to extend the oh, episode wow, a little got, bit? Get people a little bit more? I got way too close to the mic. Huh? huh? Well, I'll just say, hopefully, this New Year's Eve, I can actually give a girl a midnight kiss. We'll find out if that happens. Oh. Has never happened before. Never ever? Never ever. Never ever? Never ever. Are you putting that out on the podcast right now? Fuck, I don't care. No are, you, are you putting that out on the podcast? That Azam wants to receive a midnight kiss from a midnight nice young kiss. lady? I'm gonna... F- I'm, if or we're, dog. If we're together on New Year's <laughs> Eve, I'm, I'm not gonna kiss you, but I'm gonna just pull you away from the party and make sure that no one's around you. It's <laughs> 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 like, you're not you gonna think, get a kiss. You think she's gonna be a starter? Maybe a closer? Maybe she's gonna be a minor league prospect. Maybe it'll be... That he- could get up in, <laughs> get in, up in the roster. Right? Oh, Tijuana? All I know is I'm gonna be in Mexico for New Year's Eve, so... TJ! Shout out Hong Kong. Shout out TJ. <laughs> Anyone want to eat this cupcake? I know Cassie does. He is what he eats. All right, there we go. Okay. (laughs) And that concludes another episode of the Original Thoughts Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We love you all. Have a happy holiday. We won't be back for a minute. Everybody have a good night, good morning, good evening, good day. Peace. See you next year. Don't you hit it.